Welcome to the Florida Madcaps, your ultimate guide to experiencing fantastic and unique destinations across our magnificent state. Join us while we lead you on a journey of exploration, recreation, and conservation. The popularity of Florida's natural wonders is on the rise, and our mission is to be your go-to source for conscientious recreation. We encourage you to get out and explore these breathtaking sites, and to leave them even better than you found them through individual actions and group advocacy. Join the Florida Madcaps as we discover the beauty of our incredible state together. Hey everybody, welcome to the Florida Madcaps podcast. It's me, Ryan, aka the Florida Excursionist, and I'm here with the Florida famous Sunshine State Seekers. Greetings. Hello. All right. So we're going to kick this one off, and today we're talking about the Marjorie Harris Car Cross Florida Greenway. Say t- that ten times fast. I know that was, that was <laughs> a mouthful already. So this is a very special kind of a Cinderella story. Uh, if you will, as far as turning environmental damage into preserving it. So the Cross Florida Greenway was supposed to be the Cross Florida Barge Canal. And what this was is a canal that went in basically northern and north central Florida, where they were going to make this barge canal where they could just ship straight through the peninsula without having to worry about going around it. They're basically like going to cut the state in half. Yes. Turning Florida into an island. No big deal. (laughs) And it did have some origins where it was something that was looked at repeatedly from the 19th century into the 20th century. And each time it was looked at, it was basically said it's a bad idea. Then you got the 1930s. FDR is doing the New Deal, trying to get everybody back to work. And they get some traction there. Um, And they get started on it. But they run out of money fairly quickly, and it's put on the shelf until, I believe, the 1960s. And then it gets uh, moving again. And they got about a third of it done. And then there was a lot of environmental challenges. And that's Marjorie uh, Carr. She is the one that uh, basically was notable in leading a challenge, which ultimately had Nixon cancel the whole thing. And, you know, if you're driving on, like, 19 uh, into Ocala National Forest from Palaka, and you go over the bridge that crossed Florida Barge Canal Bridge, you can look at it. And it's just a straight, boring, sterile, you know, like a riverway that is obviously a canal. That is wild. Yeah. Every time we drive over it, and, and the, the bridge itself is so long, mm-hmm. uh, you go over there and then you look... East and west, or I probably have the directions wrong there, but you look one way or the other. You can look at either way, yeah, east yeah. or west. And you just see it, especially when they have it drawn down for, for the lake and stuff. Um, and you just, for as far, all the way to the horizon, it's just, yeah, just a stretch of straight canal. And it's such a, a striking thing that you, such a significant thing, really, that you can look at aerial maps and, um, you know, like a mapping service or something like that online. I don't know what those are called. or. <laughs> 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 I'm not naming the name, but the um, mm-hmm. if you look at it, you can very clearly see where the canal was going to be. The canal with the schmoogle, schmoogle. <laughs> yes, I think that's what it's called. Actually. Are we not allowed to say that? <laughs> I try to avoid it. But the um, you know search engine, <laughs> but you could see the canal diggings that they did in like the 30s or so um, very clearly 
on the aerial maps and the and the entire thing you can even zoom out and basically see where the where the Oklawaha or Oklawaha, depending on how you want to <laughs> pronounce it, starts where it was going to meet with the St. Johns River and basically go out to say the Crystal River area where it was mm-hmm. going to come out. That leads into the next topic, which is the continued environmental damage. So they did create a dam to create a reservoir Damn. for the Barge Canal, which has no use other than it's a popular recreation spot currently. The dam is about 50 years old, and the Florida Department of Environmental Protection says that it either needs to be replaced or removed quickly because it's reached the end of its service life. Yeah, it's going to start deteriorating and it's going to become unsafe. Yeah, if you, I believe if you have a like a really big rain event, maybe Irma or something, that's where there's going to be a lot of pressure on it and that could cause some problems. Um, occasionally they do drawdowns, which will, you know, they slowly uh, drain the uh, the reservoir and that doesn't produce any risk for anybody living down down river downstream from it if there is like a breach in in like a catastrophic high water event then that would be a lot different the other thing is is the they use if i'm not mistaken tens of thousands of dollars a year in herbicides to spray around the lake to keep the vegetation down so it doesn't clog the boat ramp and boaters can still use it. I personally don't want to eat any fish out of there or you know enjoy it because of that amount of, of chemicals going into, into the reservoir. Uh, so that's one thing to keep in mind. I'm obviously not pro keeping the dam in place. Uh, there's 20 springs that I think would be enormous recreational opportunities to visit. You will not you need to use herbicides. The local communities like Salt Springs and Palak would probably benefit because who doesn't love springs? I mean, during the summers, all the springs that I can think of to swim at get jam-packed with people. It'll also uh, be very beneficial to the manatee population. Yes. Uh, yeah, so the, we were talking about, uh, or I, I mentioned for a second earlier, about the drawdowns. Uh-huh. And we had a very unique and awesome opportunity uh, oh yes, this ago. was like right, uh, probably a year before we met Ryan. Yeah, that that um, the Springs Council took us on a, a pontoon boat during one of the drawdowns and took us to a few of these springs, and and we got to like swim in them and stuff. It was really really it, awesome. Was it Cannon Springs, Tobacco Springs? I can't remember all the different names, but those were two of the notable ones. Cannon was the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, those and were tobacco cool. patch springs or something. Yeah, that yeah, and that's like this guy. It's so historically weird. <laughs> yeah, there's this uh, guy who lived on the water called Doctor Strange. He's not a Marvel comic superhero, Mm-mm. but um, actually, this is a real Doctor Strange. Uh, there's a weird news clipping of <laughs> he was driving with his son in in his car or something, and he shot himself with his gun or something <laughs> on, the, like in the leg like he like on accident but he survived and strange. i don't know just like a, a very uh odd life uh but he helped i think uh well no we went to his house and that's what the tobacco patch it was right next to was it. right next to his house the ruins and there's an house. old pool yeah. um so his house was located where the waters 
uh, rice to, so his house was no longer going to be a place mm. he could live. Uh, so no one lives there I think now. That's what and, drove him out. Yeah, and the, building the ruins the, of the house the, are still there, but like yeah, an old pool, and like he couldn't swim, so he had like kind of like a side pool that was shallow built on the side of the deeper pool. So he had a place to hang out where other people were swimming. Uh, it was pretty swimming. odd. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So I've not been around there for a drawdown yet. And Cannon Springs, which I believe is the most notable one, how would you? How big is that spring? Would you say compared to like some others you've been to? Is there is there a spring that's comparable to it? Manatee? No, Gilchrist? no, it's, it's kind of small. I okay. mean, it's, it's yeah, a, but but it's enough that when it, when the drawdown was there, it was. It was beautiful to swim mm-hmm. through. Yeah. It was clear blue spring water, just anything you would really expect from um, a okay. Florida spring, really. So, yeah. But it's underneath um, probably feet of Blackwater River. Yeah. When when the when, dam is uh, yeah. in place, I guess. <laughs> Another issue, you brought up the manatees. So after Irma, the submerged grasses in the St. John's River uh, they they died and they have not come back. So uh, it's common during these big storms and water events that the, the submerged grasses will die, but they usually return. These have not. Uh, there's a few theories of why that is an important food source for the manatees. So with the dam and the lock there, they, it's very difficult for them to get up river through the Oklawaha to Silver Springs. Historically, they were known to go into Silver Springs. Yes. There's a lot of submerged vegetation there. And I think it would turn it in Silver Springs into a major manatee viewing area, much like Blue Springs is, uh, which would be a huge tourist draw. There's fish counts that have taken place that are recorded. And over time, since this traditional uh, migration uh, path for these fish have been cut off and limited, the native fish populations in Silver Springs have declined as well. So there's some continuous environmental harm that has resulted from uh, the cross Florida barge canal, even though it has not been completed. So that is something we can do to make right. But right now the legislature uh, could use some federal funds last time I checked to help with that, to get rid of that dam. But uh there's just that, that lack of political will. We're going to have to make some damn changes. <laughs> <laughs> but where that barge canal was is the, the Cross Florida Greenway. And there's a lot of recreation opportunities there. That's the silver lining to it, mm-hmm. is, is it was going to be this crazy destructive barge canal. But now it's like a 100-mile-long refuge or uh, state park. Yeah. I think it's 110 miles as it crosses the state, but there's many more miles and trails that are encompassed in that greenway that uh, I think like 300 miles of like paddling, equestrian, got, biking. Yeah. Isn't that one of the areas? Yeah. I was going to say where there's like a trail for hiking, a trail for horses, a trail for bikes, and it's they're all like really within cool sight of each other. You mm-hmm. can like, but they're separate. Yep. So together, but so a lot separate. Of, a lot of it's parks nice. you go to, and you're going to have multi-use trails that use this one wide trail. And like Chelsea was saying, um, this one has the um, the crisscrossing. Like you have one dedicated to hiking, one biking, and one equestrian. And as a person who in the summer has been up to their ankles in sugar sand from equestrians tearing up the 
multi-use trail, which they have a perfect right to do. And that's just how, how it is. I'd rather not hike in that. I'd rather have yeah. a separate trail. That's not, so not definitely not shaming equestrian uh, use trails. They're uh, multi-use trails and you got to share it with, with horses their hooves will just churn up and, and do this deep yeah, sugar sand. Yeah, it's just it's a uh, it's it's ankle <laughs> twisting uh, conditions. <laughs> and so, a topic we don't discuss often on this podcast is um, actually the Florida Trail runs along <laughs> this uh, uh, the the eastern or western corridor. Yes, right, western corridor. Uh, I, most of the cross Florida Greenway it, it utilizes to get from. Denellen all the way up into Ocala. Nice. So, for those who don't know, the Florida Trail has two areas where you have a kind of choose your own adventure uh, kind of thing. One being going around Lake Okeechobee, you can go east or west, and one going around Central Florida, uh, you go east or west. And it's just different experiences. You go east, you're going to get some more um, urban springs. areas, but you're also going to get more springs. You're also going to get the majority of the Ocala National Forest. You get Ocala National Forest on both, but you get more of a section on the Eastern Corridor. And the Western Corridor, you get the Cross Florida Greenway and a smaller portion of the Ocala National Forest. And um, yeah, it's still some substantial road walking as well, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, down south before yeah. you get into um, the Green Swamp and stuff. Both of them are great. Uh, I like that we've done um, big sections, big of both. sections of both of them. Uh, I do usually recommend to people who've never been here to go the eastern route because springs are very uh, mostly because it goes by the to springs Florida, and yeah. you get to to view those. But that's really the only reason I recommend that route. So if you've seen the beautiful. springs, if you've experienced the springs, just check out the western corridor. Yeah. That's a great point. And that also is a great segue into, so in this 110-mile stretch, what are some of the highlights on uh, recreational opportunities? Well, obviously, we talked about the trails and whatnot, but there's some interesting things that happen along there. So I think that the best way to do it would be, say, linearly. I think that the thing that stands out most to me, starting kind of towards the top as you're coming out of Ocala, uh, you come down from, it, it does actually cross the Robin Dam, mm-hmm. and or it's called some other dolphin See, Kirkpatrick Dam right. at the Rodman Reservoir. Yes. Everybody just calls it the Rodman <laughs> But anyway, as you're, as you're heading, um, say, southwest from there, the um, one thing that really stands out in my mind first is the, um, the going over 75. Mm-hmm. There's the land bridge. You might not even realize what you're looking at because I know before I knew about the Florida Trail or whatever it was, I thought it was like a decommissioned bridge that had like stuff growing all over it. You can see the trees. No reason. Like, oh man, no one's cleaned off that place in a while. But it's uh, purposely, it's a a land bridge. They have plants up there. It was built for that purpose and the first one in the country. Yeah. Um, It was modeled after one in in Europe somewhere. Yeah. And so if you're on the road, you'll see the giant Florida Trail sign, which we always have to go, oh, Florida Trail. (laughs) (laughs) Every time uh, we drive uh, past there. And um, there's these like uh, iron gates at the top. So if you're on the land bridge, you can look down uh, at all the cars driving. I stand there and wave at people <laughs> that's very friendly of you uh now when they first built it it was just a land bridge but now it's a paved land bridge which mm-hmm. <laughs> that basically means there's a bike trail yeah, it's uh, like a rail trail sort of yeah thing. but animals use it all the time 
Yeah. So oh, that's very important. Yeah, yeah. So bears and all kinds of critters. Use that it was one of the biggest their... intentions. Yeah. I think. Nice. That it, that it was built for a way um, for animals to get across I seventy five. Yeah. I may have skipped over Santos. I oh, was Port gonna, Santos. Yeah. Santos yeah, so, is really cool, uh, especially if you're a, bi- a biker. Yeah. Bicyclist, Santos is, is really well known <laughs> for for biking, and that's all a yeah. state park too. But the one of the really cool things is that that you actually have to park behind the police station. And there's a, a small little trail that goes into, the, they call it the island. Oh, yes. So, yeah, the, the Port Santos. So, that's... It's different um, than, yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's it's it where... It's going to be a port. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's where, where 441 and, is it 301? They divide in this giant median. There's a police station in the center. That is where you have to park if you want to go there. I kind of drove around it uh, once just trying to find where to park. So, yeah, you park there, and then you walk into the woods, and the reason they kind of call it Port Santos, I believe, is, I don't know if that was the original town that was there. There's so much signage. There was an signage. old town called Santos okay. at the time. That's why. As far as like this, the length of the trail, which isn't that long, the number of like interpretive signage per <laughs> like a foot on a trail, it's, it's hard to beat because... They talk about the community that was there, the the cross Florida barge canal. They have markings of where the the canal would have gone through, and talks about a lot of the wildlife. But then it, you see these massive pilings of where the overpass was was going to occur, and this is all hidden in trees in this median, and it's it's really neat. Almost a hundred years of growth around it now. i always feel they're hidden now like if you're actually driving past it you can see it if you know what you're looking for um you can see them from the road i've heard people that that grew up in the area uh before the trees all grew back uh-huh. used to be able to see it a lot a lot easier from 441 it's, as they were uh, driving by i always say i always feel it's like very dystopian it's like very, it it's very weird. It feels like you're in some uh, hundred years into the future of some like apocalyptic like nightmare. <laughs> These pilings are huge. And this is like remnants of humans past, but it's, yeah. uh, it's remnants of things that could have happened they, that like would have been horrible and that didn't end up. I feel like they're even taller. They're huge. It was, it was going to be a massive bridge, bridge that yeah. went, that 441 was going to take to get over the canal. Yeah. They, they vary in sizes, you know, because they're smaller at the, yeah. the, the front of the bridge and then they, they get bigger. But yeah, it gives you a very accurate uh, kind of view of what it would have looked like. Yeah. You have to use your imagination a little bit. But, yeah, seeing those massive pilings for what the overpass is going to be, surrounded by trees and everything else, it does kind of look like this post-apocalyptic little island in there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're on 441 and you're you're driving past, you really got to peer into the trees to see it. Uh, it's not immediately evident when you're driving by. But it is very interesting. I like that because I like that kind of stuff. Um, but that is something to check. It's just south of Ocala, kind of towards Bellevue area. There's some really nice pieces of um, of Sandhill that, um, and the, I think it's called the 49th Street Trailhead or something. I'm talking about the Florida trails that comes mm-hmm. through. Chelsea and I actually uh, joined the the Florida Native Plant Society. Dicerandra Day. Yeah. Uh, which is like a little holiday they've uh, started celebrating. And Dicerandra is a scientific name for a type of mint. And there's a lot. Uh, I can't remember how many native mints there are the in Florida. Mint 
uh, yeah, it's a scrub mint. Um, but there's a lot that are threatened. And this was one of them, and it is threatened mostly by invasive species. So we were at this event to remove the invasive species in order to um, create a habitat for the Dicerandra to thrive. Dicerandra has a very beautiful, distinct flower. To the flowers are similar looking. But my favorite is just the smell. Oh, man. Oh, nice. Uh, they, they just Super take it and minty, crush it up in your hand. flavor. And, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I actually don't eat them. <laughs> Menthol smell. <laughs> Menthol scented. <laughs> nice. And then, yeah, it's kind of like a like a minty rosemary kind of odor. Um, and all of them vary in in depending on which variety uh, on how strong the smell is. And I think um, that was one of the places that is sort of threatened by this um, the power lines. Interestingly enough, as um, Marjorie Harris Carr opposed the cross Florida barge canal and was successful, her descendant, Jenny Carr, is also involved in these power lines where Duke Energy is putting forth some plans. And one of the options is, you know, running these high voltage power lines across the, the Greenway. Yeah. And the group uh, kind of spearheading this effort to stop that. They're called the Greenhead, uh, Greenhead, Greenway <laughs> Guardians. And they have a, a online presence, so you can find them in Facebook or uh, and uh, by other means uh, on the internet and learn more about their efforts to stop the power lines from going through. And for those who don't know what that is, these are those giant high voltage power lines you see usually driving out in the middle of nowhere that contain that carry like a high load of energy. Typically, you have it's unsightly, and also uh, I don't know. I, I hate hiking under them. It's like a loud buzz, and depending on who you ask, health risks well involved. It, it produces an electromagnetic yes. field. If you're going to stand, if you park your vehicle underneath one for a few minutes, and then you touch it, you're going to get like a spark or a zap yeah. just from just touching the frame. What effects that has on the local environment? I think it's very important to defend. The spaces that have been zoned for protection. Yes. <laughs> no matter what they are, state forest, a state park, whatever, because there's always people trying to get another slice out of the pie. And the more I read about some of these great places, private citizens have joined together and banded together. And there was always a developer with a big fist full of cash. You look at some of these Florida Springs. Like some of these old uh, attractions that were spring based, there were developers that wanted to put condos around them and everything else. But Rainbow the, River was named that by a developer. Yeah, it was Blue Springs, one of the many Blue Springs prior to that. It's something to keep in mind. There's two two challenges to the the Greenway today, which is the Rodman Dam or the Kirkpatrick Dam. I think one of the words uh, I I like to use in this is a uh, precedent. So you don't want to set a precedent for. Allowing those things, yeah. Once and, you let them do it, they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, I did, I did that." Here, so then, why not? Then you know. So it's just if you reserve these areas to be natural and as as natural as possible, uh, without allowing these man made things to come through, uh, that's that's the best practice. There's these constant challenges around the state. I've seen a few so far. I mean, look at Split Oak. They had one in North like Northeast Florida, where a developer was like, hey, we'll give you this land if you do a swap with us. And everybody's like, no, no, no. 
if you are like say getting into backpacking and you're afraid uh, of being really out, but not even afraid, just nervous. You're not even sure. You just kind of really want to get your, you know, dip your toes into mm-hmm. the water instead of jumping straight in. This is a great place to start out because how it's not very wide. What a mile? Like a mile wide, and then like a um, hundred miles long. Mm-hmm. And there's primitive campsites all along the route. Yeah, and no hunting. Yes. So one of the few places in Florida, I'm not going to say few, but a lot of places uh, really delegate a lot of the natural lands uh, to to hunt periodical in, in, in the prime um, hiking season. Mm-hmm. But the entire cross Florida Greenway is free of hunting. I have not explored the entire Greenway. I've hit a couple spots along it. Is there some spots that you guys have seen that uh, you would say would recommend that that are worth mentioning? Well, I was saying those those sandhill areas near uh, the 49th Street Trailhead mm-hmm. um, and Ross Prairie. Actually, it's one of the Trailwalker trails. Yeah, has has a little blue loop that that goes through. The whole trail is beautiful. If you feel like backpacking through it or something, you go stay at a primitive campsite. If you feel nervous, it's not that far to get to the main road. We've even had where we went and had an Uber, not an Uber, like an Uber Eats meet us at a trailhead <laughs> with, with uh, some provisions. You know, it's just, you don't have that option in a lot of hiking situations. So it was a cool thing to do. It's that's great for a beginner. Yeah. Backpackers, I think. And I think that's even with me, if I was planning a major hike, that's something I would do. Because I've been hiking in Ocala National Forest knowing that if something went wrong, I am like five miles away from the nearest major roadway. Trying to get in touch with somebody and getting some assistance out there would be very difficult. But on Cross Florida Greenway, it's something that's easy to enjoy. So, I mean, you don't have that that risk. Can you think of any like real like uh, standout features you want to talk about? I think we've covered a lot of it. I mean, once we get to the end, I, we haven't really explored past Ellen. It goes out to the Inglis Dam. We We did actually go out there. Uh, when we were at the Spring Summit and yeah. uh, check out some of those areas. I guess one thing to mention that's really neat is the elevation. Yeah. And yeah, it's, that it's is, artificial it was, it was because of the canal digging. Unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Lots it, of up and downs. The trail goes up and over the canal diggings in such a cool way. And these, these giant limestone rocks and stuff that wouldn't exist really or wouldn't be on the surface at least if it if it hadn't been dug up. Where Where was that at exactly? Um, on, on that section, sort of by uh, Santos, I guess. Okay, over out there. Okay, is that, I saw a lot of mountain biking. I wonder if is that kind of. Oh yeah, of yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely taking adva- advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. And I also want to highlight, and we mentioned her earlier, was uh, Marjorie Harris Carr. She really did a lot for Florida. She was instrumental in kind of like Payne's Prairie, which is a very sensitive area and unfortunately has two major highways going through it. Her efforts with, I believe it was the Gainesville Garden Club, helped recognize that. And it eventually became Payne's Prairie Preserve, Florida's first state park preserve. Then again, she went and challenged the Cross Florida Barge Canal construction and was instrumental in ending that. And she was married to Archie Carr, the, the famous naturalist. Not that that was an accomplishment, but it's, it's very interesting to me. Uh, yeah, she was a one of Florida's famous Floridians that uh, I believe that we owe a debt of gratitude. Because if that barge canal was finished, the ecological disaster would have been extremely significant. Like now, the Rodman Dam does not serve, it doesn't generate electricity or anything like that. And there's just, to getting it fixed is, is, is taking so many resources. 
the Kissimmee River, the Army Corps of Engineers straightened it. That caused a lot of environmental harm, and now they're reversing that by putting the curves back in the river. So well, the biggest restoration, successful restoration projects in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what is the, the price tag on both of those, right? All they would have to do with the Robin Dam, too, is, is cut a little slice out of the side of it. Yeah. Let the water flow into the aqua. What is being advocated is like a partial removal. Yeah. And where it allows the restore the flow. But there's there's some opposition to that. You know, people enjoy the lake. But I'm saying if you had to dump dump herbicides in it constantly, it's just, it's pretty gross. It's it's mostly, from what I understand, the the locals. And, you know, I I get it. But, I mean, it's such an environmental disaster. Yeah, and, and going forward, continuing to dump money into it makes no sense at all. And there's a constant argument that I hear is that you know it's it's its own environment now, it's its own ecosystem. But it's, it's sick. Um, if you look at the cypress trees and stuff, they're all dying. Yeah, the, I mean they've hung on for years and years, but the the, the water level being high, um, just getting the water out of there would be yeah, and and also allowing the manatees through the migrating fish because mm-hmm. there's systems that are upriver from that that are they're being harmed but we've gone a little bit over do we have any last minute things to add no get out there hit the trails enjoy it so it it spans the uh, the length of florida you can look it up we'll put the website in the show notes but there's a lot of opportunities that you can uh, check from coast to coast on the on that trail so all right well everybody thanks for joining us and as always enjoy florida responsibly Thank you for listening to the Florida Madcaps. We hope today's episode was enjoyable. Your input is important to us. If there is a topic that you would like to know more about, please let us know. The Florida Madcaps is presented in partnership with the Florida Springs Council, the only nonprofit advocacy organization focused solely on protecting our Florida Springs. Get a free spring sticker and join the Florida Springs Council at floridaspringscouncil.org slash madcaps. As a token of our appreciation, We are giving away a free Madcap sticker to anyone who leaves us a review. All you have to do is send us your contact information to the email provided in our show notes. We will take care of the rest. Thank you for being a part of the Florida Madcaps community.